I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim LaCombe. What a game! Jazz win. They beat the Suns 134 to 133. Some epic performances tonight for both teams. Lowry Markinen, 38 points, career high, 15 of 18 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3, 6 of 8 from the line, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. The Jazz got 27 from Malik Beasley off the bench, 10 of 17 shooting for him. 7 of 13 from 3. And on the other side, Phoenix, man, what a performance from Devin Booker. 49 points for Devin, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 16 of 31 shooting. He was incredible tonight. This was just uh this was just a, a blast of a game to watch. Yeah, and it's like Dave or excuse me, Ron said, you know, 134, 133. The offensive explosion in the NBA is is really fun. Um, I think the flow, but it just does speak to how good these players are in space. Um, And the Jazz competed through a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, It was not necessarily always going their way. They jumped out to a great lead. But, man, the way they compete, the way they fight, and as Dave said, the soul of this team is really what keeps me coming back and excited to see what they do next. The Suns shot 52% from the field. The Jazz shot 56% percent from the field the jazz were 16 of 31 from three 52 percent uh the sun's nine of 30 i mean both both teams played really well both teams didn't turn the ball over that much uh man it was just it was just one of those games the jazz were out rebounded 42 to 36 but still grabbed 11 offensive rebounds five of those coming from jared vanderbilt uh the jazz had uh 32 assists tonight coach 10 for mike conley eight for jared vanderbilt uh, just awesome uh, ball movement. Uh, the way they they really are relentless. Um, they're hard to guard. I mean, this Phoenix team is a very good defensive team, third, fourth in the league. Um, the Jazz end the night with an offensive rating, uh, points per possession of one thirty one point four. So they had it going, and uh, the Jazz also did a good job of taking care of the basketball tonight. Um, they had. Was it? I'm sorry. I was looking at 16 turnovers. So that's a number a little bit high. I like to see it like 12, 13. But, again, that's improvement and certainly over the last couple games. All right. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our uh, next broadcast is coming your way tomorrow night. The Jazz are in Portland to take on the Blazers. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. Your final, 134 to 133. The Jazz beat the Suns. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got postgame sound from Coach Hardy and the players as well. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Running hook, blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my.
It is the Jazz Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post Game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win. 134-133 over the Phoenix Suns. What a game. Uh, epic performances on both sides, as we talked about. Lowry marking in 38 points, 15 of 18 shooting, six boards, three assists, and one. Absolutely. The degree of difficulty on that fader that he hit uh, to, uh, what did that put the Jazz up? Three at the time was just an epic shot over a double team. And, man, you, you know you've got it going when that one goes down. So it, it, with 118 left uh, the Jazz, Clarkson hit a turnaround jumper, a very difficult one, um, 11-footer. And I thought, oh, man, things look good. Uh, Jazz go up four, and um, Phoenix comes down and gets the end one by Aiton. Uh, and marking as the clock's running down, just kind of has to shoot it. Uh, but he was feeling it all night. That was a that was a very difficult shot, turnaround Jay, but... Um, he was absolutely great tonight. I think he really needed that break, and he looked so fresh and moved around a lot better. And um, But that shot right there was huge. That was absolutely huge. Another example of how he is a mismatch. The Jazz, he's a, he's kind of a walking mismatch, and he can, he can make a lot of plays. And when he plays, well, I mean, like he did tonight, that's a <laughs> unfair standard. But when he plays well and he's taking his game to the next level, the Jazz win. There's no question. And he's certainly the, you know, he's become the guy, the number one option on this team. Um, you know, I thought that he he just looked more comfortable. Obviously, the Suns are a good defensive team, and, and they threw a lot of different things at him. But his motor ran great tonight. He made shots all over the floor. Um, and then to seal it with that that crazy turnaround uh, to give the Jazz that three-point lead and, and the Suns could not figure out a way to get three, ended up just with that putback by Booker, Jazz win by one. All right, it's time to go down to the media room and hear from the coach. Here is Jazz head coach Will Hardy and his post-game media availability. Yeah, first of all, like credit to Phoenix. That's, that's a really good team. That's a fun basketball game, like back and forth, high-scoring. Guys on both teams. We'll wait. Game ended 20 minutes ago. Uh, guys on both teams, uh, you know, making big time plays down the stretch, uh, back and forth. Uh, really proud of the energy that our team played with tonight. I think it, it showed just the pace we played with, not only in transition, but in the half court, um, moving the ball, moving our bodies. Um, we were able to execute some stuff down the stretch very well. Lowry had his career high tonight, 38. Um, you know, really came through for us. Mike, Jordan, Jeremy, everybody that played in the game contributed. Um, uh, another very good team win, and uh, it was great. The energy from the crowd tonight was unbelievable. Um, I've been in a lot of playoff games, and that one had the audio of a playoff game there coming down the stretch. So um, credit to them as well. Fun night. Lowry's ability to move off ball seem unique for his size. Yeah, it it, it probably doesn't match uh, the package that it comes in. I guess like you you look at him and you wouldn't assume that he's 
that mobile and that nimble, like his footwork. It's not just like the speed straight line. It's his footwork in tight spaces and ability to change direction. Um, his vertical athleticism is very good. Like he's, he's been just as impressive as an athlete, you know, not being around him before as he has a basketball player. You went with Malik Beasley down the stretch there, and, and obviously he had a very good game. What does he bring, and, and why did you choose to, to do that? Yeah, I thought um, you know Malik w was having a, a very good night. Um, his spacing, his ability, you know, to get shots off in tight windows um, against a long, athletic, defensive team like that, I thought was something that we were going to need down the stretch. Um, I felt like we were going to be in our execution part of the game. We were going to have the ball with Mike and JC and Lowry, and I thought that um, you know Malik's spacing was going to be critical for us. Um, and he uh, he did a, a wonderful job all night, hit a lot of big shots. When you said early in training camp that you wanted to get guys into the best shape that they've been in, was it this kind of game that you were anticipating needing that for? Because it seemed like even though the pace was crazy, the energy just kind of remained high throughout. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, when you look at your team and you're trying to figure out what your advantages could be, um, you know, I, I felt like fitness was something that, we could control to a degree and we wanted to make sure that we took care of all the things that we thought we could control um, and a credit to the guys like they really bought into it in camp um, they went really really hard at practice and um, you know didn't didn't ever complain even when some practices maybe went longer than they expected or there was extra conditioning stuff at the end but you know they, they knew that it was going to be a big part of our identity um, not not only playing more players but trying to to keep the tempo of the game up um with our ball movement and movement and body movement so um i think it definitely showed up tonight down the stretch phoenix had quite a few offensive boards down the stretch there did you think about having walker in there to help with the rebounding down the stretch or were you just feeling like you had an advantage with the small lineup yeah i thought the small lineup was our our best chance to win the game um i thought devin booker who's an unbelievable player um he really had his way against the drop tonight and I didn't think down the stretch I wanted to show him any more drop um, Walker does so many things well for our team um, but right now switching is not something that, that he's doing a lot of so um, I just felt like down the stretch the small lineup was going to be our best opportunity You mentioned Booker, what, what do you think allowed Phoenix to get back into this game the way they did in the second half? Um, I mean, it was an eight-point game at halftime, and I think that our turnovers in the second half didn't help us. We had some decision-making in transition that wasn't very good. Like, we had the advantage in transition a couple times that ended up in dunks for them going the other way. Um, and it just, you, you, there's moments in the game where the momentum can really shift and you can sort of blow a game open, and we didn't capitalize on those very well. But... You know, that, that also just shows, you know, Phoenix is a very well-coached team. They've been in the finals. That group has been together for a while, like tight games. They don't flinch, um, you know, from Monty down through all the players. They, they've been in a lot of close games, and they know how to execute and, and stay alive. So um, we knew at halftime that they were going to come out with a lot of energy, and they, they were not going to go away. Um, and I felt like our decision-making, especially in transition, did not help us in the second half. Have you seen Mike get that fired up yet? Or help us yeah, um, that's a great question. 
I'm not sure I've seen Mike yell yet, um, but he's really competitive. I think you guys all know that. You've been around Mike longer than I have, but he he's really, really uh, competitive, uh, although not always super vocal. But, um, you know, he's he's the leader of our group, and those moments the team rallies around him and uh, I thought the crowd rallied around him to see Mike get that fired up um, you know big plays digging out rebounds he had a block shot that was huge um, hit some big shots as usual making you know very good decisions for our team so um, really happy for him maybe we need more yelling just kind of big picture you know how does it make you feel as a coach to see Lowry being able to um, excel uh, in a role that's exceeded pretty much all of the roles that he's had in his career. Yeah, it's it, it's fun to watch. He's, he, I don't know what the ceiling is on Lowry. I don't think any of us do, but I'm pretty sure we haven't seen it yet based on what we're watching night in and night out. He's, um, he works really, really hard on his game. It's not just, you know, what he's doing in the game, like the work that he puts in. You guys see him some at practice, in practice, post-practice is, uh, is really diligent, um, very detailed. He's a he's a wonderful guy, and uh, I'm just really happy for him because I think, you know, he wants to be good, and you know, he's he's this is the third team he's played on, and I think he's he's feeling comfortable with our group, um, and we need him. He knows that. Like, it's not just me that's empowering Lowry. Um, his teammates, they know how good he is and how good he can be. Um, so, you know, they're probably empowering him more than I am. This is one of Jared's kind of high assist games, and you know, he kind of operates out of that handoff role of the top. But kind of what are the keys to success in that role, and, and why is he making kind of good decisions at that spot? Yeah, it's uh, when a big like Aiton is guarding you, um, you know, we're going to try to move Jared around a good amount in some different spots. Um, and he knows that not only is he a cutter, but there's times when Aiden goes to help that he has to be a sort of a pressure release for us. So um, it's a little bit like playing tight end, you know, in football. You have to find the dead area in the defense and be be a safety valve for us. And he does a really good job of going from that spot, catching the ball, to recognizing where he needs to go next with it. Um, he's so quick with his movements, like he's able to get from one thing to the next very, very quickly. Um, the role that he's in is not easy because he's, again, he's moved around a lot and he has to read the defense as well as what we're executing on offense. Like he has a lot of decisions that he's making even though he doesn't always have the ball. Um, and he's he's doing a great job for us. Like we ask, we ask Mantle to do a lot. We ask him to guard some of the best players in the NBA. We ask him to offensive rebound. We ask him to push the ball in transition. We ask him to find a dead area in the defense. Um, he, he's doing a great job for us. And, um, you know, he, he knows that, that that's what we need from him every single night. And, um, you know, we've talked about every guy on this team just playing to their strengths and bringing something to the party. And um, Jared's been huge for us. Be good. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Will Hardy as his team wins 134-133. to 133. I thought a lot of interesting stuff there about Lowry Markinen, who, of course, is the story for the Jazz tonight with his 38 points, 115 of 18 shooting. And uh, it's not the first time we've heard him talk about that and, and others that Lowry puts in a ton of work on his game. And you can tell. I mean, you know, I don't know. 
This is his third team. Coach Hardy talked about that. I don't know how frequent or how common it is that players, you know, take this kind of jump in their careers at this point. But you got to give them a ton of credit for it. There's no doubt. Um, we've talked about the, the seeds of it, really. I, I think um, one of the things that's been good, uh, he's had a lot of different teams early in his career, uh, but he's played a different role. And in, there's no doubt that he's kind of the the number one option on this team. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt just tweeted out a minute ago, Larry Mark, Lowry Markinen is an all-star. That's it. Um, and, and I agree. Uh, I think he's playing at that level. Fatigue got him a little bit, but I, I've said this. I think the thing that surprises me the most about him is is how he's changed his body and how strong he plays through contact. And a lot of teams, that's the book on him. You know, stand him up, move him. Uh, but, man, he responded great tonight. It was nice to see. All right, post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz get to win tonight, 134 to 133 over the Phoenix Suns. Get you some sound from the players. Coming up next, you're listening to Utah Jazz. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. As basketball. Wow! The outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz Game Night Postgame Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win 134-133. to over the Phoenix Suns. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, Master of the Glass tonight, Coach. Brought to you by friends at Safe Flight Auto Glass. Uh, at the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass for the Jazz, Jared Vanderbilt. Had 11 rebounds tonight. Uh, five of those were offensive rebounds. Vanderbilt also with uh, eight assists. What a number for him. And a team high uh, tying plus 19 in the plus minus. So out there getting those boards. He looked really fresh to me, too. He's another guy that was kind of worn down. Uh, but five offensive rebounds, just a great, great contribution with the energy. And then, like you said, eight assists uh, for a guy who doesn't shoot it from the perimeter. Um, unbelievable eyes out and finding guys. Had six fouls. You know, still, gonna, still got his six fouls in. Still going to get every one of those. Um, didn't leave any of those. But I, I love Jared Vanderbilt. I love his energy. Uh, I love that he likes to do those hard things that help the team. Um, and he's he's a great guy for the role that he's in. I wondered if Olenek was going to join him in the six foul club. He had five in just twenty minutes. So there's are those are they still one two in the league in fouls per minute? I wonder. they have to be up there, man. Um, <laughs> but I love it. I, I mean, it's they're this, playing. They're playing hard. Yeah, and this team needs to have that right. Um, right now, the the transition piece is a little shaky. 
Um, but, yeah, if, if guys are going to come in the lane and fight for rebounds and shots, they're probably going to get hit. It's likely. It's it likely. Would, it would appear. With 12 fouls out there a night, somebody's going to catch a bow All on action. Right. <laughs> Let's get back down to the media room. Time to get uh, the post-game comments from tonight's star for the Jazz, Lowry Markkinen. I appreciate it. Did they, uh, what happened? What was the reception like in the locker room afterwards? Uh, it was a good feeling. Uh, we needed this win after we recharged a couple of days and having three-game losing streak, so we needed this. And uh, But we never get too high, and we don't get too low. We just got to stay level-headed, and we got a game tomorrow. So. Your, off, your off-ball movement... Is that something that like you've worked on over the years, or is it also sort of the offensive system here that kind of allows you to move more? Sure, it's a little bit of both. We have a system that we play, like I've been saying, I'm selfish and we move off the ball, and of course you get more experience, and then you can kind of read the defenders a little bit better and when to cut and when to slip, whatever, and I, I still got some work to do on there, but... I think it's just something that you kind of see a little bit differently just a couple of years in the league. And um, just and like like you said, it's, it is the system, too. We move a lot. So. Jordan and some of the guys in the locker room were, were marveling at 15 out of 18. You know, that kind of efficiency. What allowed you to, to, to be that efficient tonight? My teammates. <laughs> really, it was a lot of layups, a lot of dunks. Uh, Teammate passed me the ball when I was open, and uh, we ran some, and some off the ball, off the ball stuff, and we got good looks at the rim, and uh, so. And an easy turnaround from the corner, right? I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. one. That was, that was one, but I mean, yeah. What What do you think about you know just being in this this role, being in the role of the number one option? for you know, pretty much the first time in your career, and how are you adjusting to it as teams adjust to you and try to take some of the stuff away from you? Yeah, totally see some different stuff uh, from the other team, just knowing that they've done some scouting, and so it's, it's, it is a little bit different, and you've got to adjust to it, and kind of, at the same time, it, you can kind of learn what we're doing, and kind of, you see different coverage and how to play against those, and those kind of defenses, and then, so we'll keep getting better. Will was talking about how hard you work just during the offseason and then also you know, during the season as well. Uh, is there a part of that work that you're kind of most proud of or that you see the results of uh, this season that you know, is, is really translating right away? I think it's just overall game coming together. Uh, you work on that just all the time. And uh, where's, your, where's your spots? And uh, kind of, of course, you work on your jump shots. Already. So I'm just trying to trying to bring everything together and uh, have more of these nights that kind of a lot of the shots go through, through the hoop. And then Will said that he doesn't think this is your ceiling, like you can keep playing even better. What does that look like in, in your mind? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know where, where it is, but I'm definitely not satisfied. Uh, there's a lot of things I can do, do better tonight, and uh, so I just got to watch film and learn from it, and it's a it's a process, so we keep working and uh, keep getting better. It was a big night offensively for you, but do you take pride on the defensive side too? It, do you, and do you feel like you're able to really, you know, guard 
possibly positions one through five on the floor? Yeah, I think I've gotten a lot better uh, on that end of the court too. But again, still work to do, but just being more confident out there defensively and so trusting your trusting your work on that end of the ball too. Kind of keep try to get the stops when we need. Do you know what you're going to be doing with the game ball? I don't know. Hopefully, it's not it's not the last career high. So <laughs> take it take it home, put it somewhere. Probably my kid's gonna be playing with it. So. <laughs> All right, you guys good. Thanks, Lowry. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Career night from Lowry Markinen. Thirty-eight points, fifteen of eighteen shooting, two of three from three, six rebounds, three assists, and a steal. And uh, Sandy hopes uh, there are more nights like this. Well, <laughs> tonight was pretty special. I think they're going to be. I would I would be on that side of it. I think his game is just continuing to grow. He's learning so much this year. Uh, you know, like he did in Cleveland, he had the ability on that to play that three point that three spot uh, out on the perimeter. It really made him better. Uh, I think now he's learning to be kind of the the go to guy, and um, certainly got a great team around him, but. He showed tonight. I mean, he's just a, he has the ability. 15 for 18 is absolutely crazy. Um, you know, Giannis on, on October 22nd uh, against the Houston Rockets, he was 17 for 21. That was, that was the best this year. Uh, but Lowry just went 83.3% from the, from the field. And uh, one of those tough ones, you know, kind of put the capper on it. But great night for him. Excited for him. And uh, I do believe he'll continue to grow. That ball will not be the last career high. Look at predictions. No way. From Coach Lacombe <clears throat> over there. Well, he's got the, the opportunity. I mean, the, the Jazz need him to play that role. He's going to get a bunch of shots, and he's going to get uh, a lot of uh, opportunities. And he's young. And he's young. I mean, you and know. It, and it appears like he's getting better. And, and it's really as – you know, you get in that sweet spot where you've been in the league. Now, he's been in a lot of different situations. I think that might be a plus because he's kind of seen good situations and tough. He realizes he's on a team right now where everybody out there is playing for one thing. They're trying to win. And uh, it's it's pretty special when you can get it that way. And and Lowry certainly was, was phenomenal tonight. I love watching this kid play. And keep in mind the Phoenix Suns number three going into this game in defensive rating. So yeah, you even asked me that. You're like, wait, aren't these? You said aren't they good? Are they supposed to be defensively? Good defensively? Um, but it it was the pace of this game was breakneck. And uh, if I have to choose between a you know pitcher's duel or getting up and down, I'm always for the I'm always for the good pace. Hey, sign me up. Uh, let's get to the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Jazz tonight were 16 of 24 from the line. Markinen himself was 6 of 8. He was 15 of 18 from the field, so he actually missed one fewer foul shot than field goal tonight, which I suppose is pretty That's impressive. Uh, the Suns were 26 of 28 from the line, so they were unbelievable from the stripe. But that... Uh, is in large part because Devin Booker was 15 of 15 uh, in his uh, in route to getting 49 points tonight. 16 of 31 from the field, two of nine from three. 15 of 15 at the line. Yeah, he was kind of getting the breathe on you fouls tonight. A little you bit. Know, if you shot fake and and the guy breathes a little too hard, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and blow that one. But yeah, no, man, I don't want to take anything away from his night, but he he did get a good whistle and. 
Um, he does a good job of creating contact, both on and off the ball. Um, he's crafty. And, man, talk about a guy who, when he gets it going, look out. He just yep. had a night. All right, we'll get to more sound from the players coming up right around the corner. We'll continue to break this one down down as well. Post-game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz win. 134-133. to We'll have more straight ahead. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Locked in. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my! Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. We also want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas throughout the season. The Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 14 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to utahjazz.com slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator. Now, man, the Jazz win a thriller and, uh, Coach, we continue to keep an eye on the assist numbers that continue to be a strength for this team. 32 assists tonight for the Jazz. 18 of those coming from Mike Conley, who had 10, and Jared Vanderbilt, who had 8. But, you know, Jordan Clarkson had 3 tonight. Markinen had uh, 3. Taylor Horton-Tucker, who continues to be a whirling dervish, uh, had 3. I mean, just uh, the, the, the number of 32 is, is a great one. So good, and the way this team plays, they really rely on it. Um, certainly, Markin is going to get stuff tonight. He mentioned he got some easy things uh, in transition, but he also got some really, you know, there was great execution. The Jazz ran uh, a play a, a couple of times. It was a cluster of guys, uh, corner, uh, foul line extended, and kind of the pro lane extended up, up the lane line, and they all kind of came together, weak side away from the ball. And many times, I would say three or four times, the Jazz got a nice slip action out of that where, um, you know, they'd come together and then one would pop and one would flare and one would dive. And uh, Markin got a couple of those too. So 15 for 18, teammates set him up great, but, man, he made some tough ones too. 36 uh, or 32 assists is a great number as a coach. You just got to sit back and really be happy with the way the ball moved. I like it that uh, Lowry, when we heard from him earlier, credited his teammates too. He he said that. He said, got a lot of easy ones tonight because the guys set me up. So gotta love somebody who goes out there and spreads the spreads the love around a little bit. And of and you know, Mike Conley, his ten assists, I thought two plays stood out to me. Um the first one, uh he did a great job of going in after a, a series of offensive rebounds with Phoenix up two or excuse me, the Jazz up two, about two minutes left. Uh and if you remember there was a tip. You know, uh, I think it was Aiton got one, uh, and then Craig got one and put it back. Ball's bouncing around, and all of a sudden Mike just flies out of nowhere, grabs that rebound. Jazz go down, run a set, and Lowry gets a dunk. They go up four. So that was really pivotal rebound. <clears throat> and then his defense at the end on pain. You know, he moved his feet, stayed down, uh, didn't foul, and kind of encouraged or got that travel, you know, violation by just being sound. And I think that those plays certainly – uh, one of them, 
is going to be a rebound, but the momentum of those two plays were great. And then his reaction was even better. He he got really excited, and as Will Hardy said, he didn't yell much, and he yelled, yeah. and, and that was awesome. If you didn't see it, we're listening. He went up right over to where Larry and Gail used to sit and just right up there with the crowd <laughs> and, and waved his arms and yelled, which is absolutely not something we're used to seeing from, from Mike, but he's he's got a bit of a different vibe with this crew, you know? And and uh, Coach Hardy called him, you know, said, that's our leader. And I I think that really stands out. In fact, let's go back down to the uh, media room. It's time to hear from the man himself. Here's Mike Conley. I thought I, I thought I got one. It was so loud I couldn't tell if they blew the whistle or not, but um, I didn't think I fouled him, so I was a little, little angry, but thankfully we didn't get one. You, you seemed to extra emotional tonight at least more demonstrative than usual what was uh what was the difference um it, you know just the moments you know you're playing against a really really good team um obviously they're missing some key guys but playing really well and um we've been on a losing streak and you know just the whole all the emotions from that so just knowing that we really wanted to get one at home and um, we played really good all the way through the game, and we just wanted to, to try to figure out a way to win it, and, you know, you get caught up in the moments, and uh, when it's winning time, you just do whatever it takes, and uh, that's kind of like where I was at. Mike, do you know who picked up the game ball for <clears throat> I think it was Jordan Clarkson uh, who got the, got the game ball for him. Um, on Lowry, I mean, we've talked a lot about him this season, and we've seen his game open up. Do, where do you feel like maybe a ceiling is for him? It's tough because you don't, you don't really know. We haven't. I don't think anybody's seen this Lowry until this season, um, until last month when we first started playing together. So um, we told him congrats on his career high. And for now, you know, I think he's going to continue to improve. He'll have bigger and better nights. And um, he's a really tough competitor. Yeah, really tough matchup every night. And he's still learning. And uh, we're excited about that. Seven that's able to move that well off the ball. Yeah, um, he causes a lot of problems with his ability to to read the game off the ball, and we've had you know more actions with him slipping to the rim and getting layups and dunks than we've probably had in a long time. So um, he's a really smart player, and with his height and size, he can finish over a lot of people and still make plays for other guys on the, the weak side. There's Mike Conley, 13 points tonight for Mike, 4-9 shooting, 4 of 5 from 3. How about that? Uh, 10 assists, 4 rebounds, a steal, and even a block shot for uh, for Mike. And then you heard him right there, uh, Jordan Clarkson was the one who nabbed the game ball for Lowry. Hang on to that bad boy. Doesn't surprise me at all. You know, nope. Clarkson seems to be an awesome teammate. And these guys really like each other, man. It's, it's legit. Um, you know, he said it was winning time. He went and made plays. Those are the plays we talked about. Um, but I, I just got a great feeling about the leadership on this team, particularly um, the steadiness of Mike. You know, things aren't going to get dire after a couple of losses and certainly aren't going to get too big after wins. And that's a huge, you know, to have an advocate like that as a coach in the locker room as a player knowing that's your leader, uh, you know, no bones about it. But uh, great night for Mike. Ten assists again uh, and just playing great basketball. I mean, he's going to. 
hit his career high for assists this year, almost certainly. I mean, if things continue like this, I think his career high previously was seven, something like that, and he's well above that now. Yeah, he's flying. He's um, It's nice to have this many shooters on the floor, too. You know, He's, he's finding guys. Everywhere. That helps with the yeah, assist number. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. Uh, let's see here. Let me, let me bring up uh, Mike's stats real quick here. I looked at him the other day, and just to be uh, – so Mike's uh, previous career high from assists coach was 6.5 per game in 2011-2012. Currently, Mike's sitting at 8.1 assists per game. Right. And I think that that's, that's something that the way this team plays, he's going to have, you know, he's going to be involved in a lot of that every night. So I agree with you. He's going to probably break that and what a – to break it at his age, like so cool. Well, I mean, it's it's just what this young team needs. I mean, yeah. obviously, that guy to set the tone in a variety of different ways. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's evident every night. He he sets everything up. You know, they feel comfortable with him out there, kind of getting everything in a rhythm. And uh, he was great. I, I also want to shout out Malik Beasley. I mean, seven threes in a game is pretty awesome. Um, you know, slew of jabs guys, a handful of guys have done it. Uh, most recently, Bojan did it last year. He made 11 in a game last year Jeez. in March. Um, but love Beasley. Love his mentality. Love that every single time he shoots it, I think it's going in. Those are I love those types of dudes. Loved his walk-off. They're Absolutely. Great, he's a great walk-off. And before, yeah, and before he even got in the air, he's like, I need to make that shot. So that's a shooter, man. That's a shooter that really wants to put the dagger in, too. But I like it that he's got a little edge. We've talked uh, about several of these jazz players this year who've demonstrated at various times, you know, players with a little edge. We laughed about uh, Vanderbilt's fouls. <laughs> but he's got a little edge to him. We laughed about uh, Kelly Olynyk's fouls. He's got a little edge. Needs to cut down on the just ridiculously bad turnovers. But he's got a little edge to him, and Beasley really, uh, really does. And that edge is really, you know, at the end of the day, that's soul. That's what David talked about. That's why this team identifies. Um David James stopped by the, the studio tonight, and we were talking, and he said, really, why do you think this, the Jazz, the fans are so into this team? You know, I, like, I, I'm, I'm so curious what it is. And I said, I think, it's, I think after watching a, a team for a couple of years that you just felt like they were leaving stuff on the table, this team seems to be fighting and scrapping for everything. And, and I think that really is why this group, Team 49, you know, has got these fans' hearts. 27, by the way, uh, for Beasley and those seven made threes that you mentioned. In fact, the Jazz had three players tonight with 20 or more points. Lowry with 38, Clarkson with 20, and Beasley with 27. So not bad. Spread that around. I guess if you're going to score 134 points in a game, you've probably got some guys putting it in. <laughs> do it by, hey, best way to do it, do it by committee. Uh, yeah. And that's on a night where they had a guy go for 38. Exactly. Wow. All right, the Jazz win 134-133 to 133 over the Phoenix Suns. Post came brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Uh, Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to the Blazers. Tomorrow night, you're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Marketing checks the clock. Six on the clock. 
Two-man game with Beasley. They double market it. He spins out of the double. Tough fadeaway jumper at the horn. Tickles the twine. My goodness gracious, Lowry marketing fading away in the left wing under duress. <laughs> All right, your play of the game right there, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you. And, yes, what a shot that was from Lowry Markinen over a double team, fading away. Very, very Dirk Nowitzki-esque there from Lowry, just two of his 38 points tonight. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Your final score, Jazz beat the Suns 134 to 133. The Jazz now 11 and 6 on the season. They snapped that three game losing streak. If you're just joining us, going over the stats here for a moment, Jazz shot 56% from the field tonight, 52% from three, 16 of 31. Jazz were led by Lowry Markinen's 38 points, his career high, 15 of 18 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3, 6 of 8 from the line. He had uh, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, even added a steal. Uh, Malik Beasley coming in off the bench, 10 of 17 shooting, 7 of 13 from 3, 27 points. Uh, Jordan Clarkson with 20 points on 8 of 16 shooting. Uh, Colin Sexton off the bench had uh, 13 points. Mike Conley with 13 points and 10 assists. And uh, then Jared Vanderbilt, I love this line, six points, three of six shooting, but had 11 rebounds and eight assists before fouling out there in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter. For the Phoenix Suns, they shot 52%. They were 9 of 30 from three, um, just under 30%, obviously. Devin Booker, what a night from him, 49 points, 16 of 31 shooting, two of nine from three, 15 of 15 at the line. He also added 10 assists and eight rebounds as he was just stupendous tonight, um, especially with no Chris Paul. Uh, Cameron Payne had uh, 17 points. DeAndre Ayton with 17 points, 10 rebounds and eight assists. Uh, Torrey Craig had 16. Bridges had 13. Phoenix not getting a lock off the bench, and I realize they're a little shorthanded, uh, because of uh, injuries, but they're going to have to get a little depth if they're going to truly comp- uh, contend. Yeah, they're playing with that one dead roster spot, and Crowder uh, obviously got to got to find somebody there for sure. Man, it's interesting how that has drug on. Has really, yeah. Uh, I I would imagine they tried everything they could to move them in the off season, and now they're just sitting and waiting until somebody needs them. I guess. Yeah, and you know there was a. Kind of picked up last night. There was a buzz going around, as I mentioned pregame. Uh, Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen, and and Jay Crowder kind of possibly in a deal with Eric Gordon ending up in Phoenix, which I think would be a coup, and it'd be yeah. great for them. Kind He's just a, what they need. Jordan Clarkson, shooter like guy, come and put pressure on the defense. Um, steady, solid, you know, and but been doing that for a long time in the league. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you before we uh, close the book on this one. Just another fun night. I mean, I did not, truth be told, look at the schedule and see this game tomorrow night in Portland being against number one and number two in no, the West. No, who would have thought that? Um, totally crazy. We're looking forward to that one. Having not seen a lot, seen clips of the Blazers, uh, but it'll be a tough test. And uh, so 
the Jazz got some momentum tonight. They got some of that swag back. Um, the uh, the Jazz right now, this season, are, are fifth in offensive rating, eighth in net rating, third in points per game, fifth in assists per game, the most wins in the West, and uh, obviously second in the West right now, just to Portland. So um, nice to see him get back, get going. The fatigue was a factor. I think that's obvious, and um, hopefully they can – you know, bounce back tomorrow, Be have fresh legs, and, and get a lift again from a whole bunch of guys. This is a team, um, and the team definitely plays hard together to win. All right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped with tonight's broadcast. What a fun game. Uh, thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone calling all of the action. Thanks to our broadcast assistants uh, helping out tonight. Uh, appreciate uh, Jameel Hawkins and his fine work as the executive producer of uh, Jazz Game Night. want to say thanks to uh, Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show. And the My Subaru is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Coach Lacombe, thank you. Let's do it again tomorrow. All right, I'll see you, man. Be safe. Rock on and go Jazz. 134 to 133 is your final Jazz win. Next broadcast coming your way tomorrow night. Jazz in Portland take on the Blazers. Game will tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7. You've been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.